What's up, family? This is TJ Barnes, and I'd like to welcome you to the third episode of Time Out with TJ. Listen in as we discuss March Madness, the NCAA's one-and-done rule, and the topic of the day, will the issue with Colin Kaepernick stop athletes of color from being open about social injustice? Tune in. The conversation's in the wind. The conversation's of the wind. We never speak about defeat. We only speak up for the week. We only speak up for the week. We only speak up for the win. We only talk about the win. The conversations of the win. The conversations in the win. We never speak about defeat. We only speak up for the walk into the presence of greatness. My detonations determined by high pace. At this elevation, just takes patience. We back off in this thing again. I win, I lose. I only walk this earth to win. Nah, 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 nah. They never let you in. Came out the woman to sin. Caught in the hands of a loser. Let the game begin. Welcome again to Time Out with TJ. The third episode, uh, can't believe we made it to uh, three. Right now I have with me uh, Jake Steiny, and we have a new co-host, Blake Henry. And you know me, TJ Barnes. It shouldn't be an introductory for me, but um, uh, welcome, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. With the uh, first one, I'm going to give you a, a background of, of it before I go get into detail about it. So I give a, I do a camp back in my hometown of Enterprise, Alabama. I just started the first one last year, had really good success, had a lot of kids come out and participate. So I want to do another one this year. So after I came back home from the playoffs, hopped right on the phone, trying to get in contact with Enterprise Parks and, Enterprise Parks and Recreation. And did that for like almost a month with them without them hitting me back. And I think it, it took like almost a month and a half for them to return my phone calls, return my emails and whatnot. And so when they found after my father went up to the uh, office and told him, hey, my son is calling you guys, reaching out to you guys. I, I would like for you to for you to return the phone call. So hopped on the phone, basically saying, well, all the parks are booked. The field is being renovated and. We we love to help you out, but we have nothing available for you until like the end of July. And I'm going for camp by then, so kind of SOL for me right now. And so I I took I took it. I'm like, all right, cool. We'll just find something else or whatever. So now the story. So I went home this past weekend. Uh, not a couple of days ago for career day and it was lovely had a lot of fun talked to a lot of kids and, and stuff gave them a lot of wisdom and inspiration what it takes to get to the level that i'm at now and so talking to a friend of mine he was like man i gotta tell you something i gotta tell you something i gotta tell you something i'm like you can wait you can wait it's probably the same stuff that I already know that that's going on, but yeah, I, I'll just wait till I'm on my way home. I, when, I, when I'm home, he was like, all right, all right, all right. He couldn't wait until I, I was think I was like halfway in between Enterprise and Montgomery. I got a phone call. What's up? What's up, TJ? What's going on? What's going on? Well, man, I can't wait to tell you this. I, I, I had to, I had to let you know what's on my chest right now. I'm like, it couldn't be anything that. I've already don't know because I know they're not calling you back Enterprise Parks and Recreation. They're not getting back to you or whatever. I already know this because I went through the same process. They didn't get back to me like until like a month and a half later. Nah, nah, it's something different. I got to tell you, they don't want you to have your camp here anymore. I was like, what? Me? Like, what did I do? You know, I'm like, how? How? Like, what was the reason why? What was the reason why? Because you're not from Enterprise. I was like, what? Me of all people not be claimed as being from Enterprise is is mind-boggling. You know, I graduated from Enterprise. My father graduated from Enterprise. All my siblings, all my younger siblings did, except for one. Um, I went through the tornado and everything. I come back. I speak to kids. You know, I'm the only one of two professional athletes to playing in the NFL that are from enterprise. Uh, it was just so, it was just so crazy that they would say such a thing, you know, but yeah. So am I tripping or is this some crazy ish? 
because I, I need to know from you guys um, that are listening in. You know, you can add us on Twitter at Timeout with TJ. Leave a comment um, on iTunes. Just let just let us know if if I'm tripping or not. I mean, personally, um, you know, just to start off really quick. I think obviously, you know, they're crazy, right? Right. For those for those kids to have somebody uh, to look up to, just somebody to aspire to be. Yeah, regard, obviously, you went there and you didn't go there. That's, that's not even the point. The point is that you want to give back. And you're offering your time, your energy, your resources, your money to put yourself in a position to be a, something of an influence to these children. And the fact that they're turning away and to do so right. just outreaches to me. Um, and, and an example of something that I can, I can think of is... Similar situation, uh, something that I've been a part of is I help uh, Ricky Sapp, who's you know your teammate, uh, obviously with, with the Jets. Mm-hmm. Every year he puts together a uh, event in Bamberg, South Carolina, where he grew up uh, with his cousin, you know, Daqu- Daquan Bowers, who's also in the league. Mm-hmm. They do the same thing. They do a football camp for the kids, and just to see their faces and how much it means to them to have people that were literally going to the same high schools that they went to, the same gyms, the same everything, teach them for a few hours, it means the world to them. So right. I've been how much these kids see you and, you know, look up to you. So, I mean, and I just remember myself as a kid. Like, if, if I were to have that opportunity to meet an NFL player or somebody of your stature, like, that would be something that would be so, you know, awe-inspiring. I think the city should really, whatever their stance is, I don't really understand it, but I think they'd be very, very, very not smart if they don't turn that around. Right. It's just, it's, it's kind of mind-boggling because, like, I'm, I I don't charge kids to get in the camp. I don't, uh, like, I pay for everything. I don't ask nobody for, like, any donations or whatnot. Everything comes out, out of my pocket and out of the money that... I get from the NFL to put towards my charity, illuminating faces. Uh, but it's, it's, it's quite absurd that they would try to do that to someone who's trying to bring positivity to the uh, community. But I, mm, hmm. I don't know. You know how that goes. So. Uh. It's crazy, man. It, yeah. it, it doesn't make any sense at all because I've never been that type of like, cause I just, I just think about it from a kid's perspective. If I have the athlete who made it there and did everything the right way, never been in trouble, never publicly embarrassed himself. And he's trying to come back and bring some positivity to the city. And, and you guys are trying to blackball him. They should be embracing that. Right. Taking you in with open arms and promoting it and putting up signs throughout the city you know, telling the kids about it and talking about it during, you know, gym class and everything. It should be, it should be something that's, you know, especially there in the past 20 years besides you that that has made it to, you know, the NFL, no professional athlete. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that you're trying, you know, and they're turning away is just, I, I'm, I'm speechless. It right. Makes absolutely no sense to me. Yeah, that's crazy, right, Blake? It is, man, it is. Well, I've, I've really been sitting here trying to think, like, I was trying to make some sense of why they told you no, you know, and it's just like, I keep coming to, like, a negative, it just doesn't sound right, um, you know, I was wondering, uh, maybe in your football days, you, um, you laid a hit on somebody's playing time or something, because I really can't figure out a reason why somebody would not let this camp go on you know when you t- when we were discussing this way back in January you know I was thinking that they were trying to figure out something about uh, like a medical staff being on, on standby or something like that had that last year just thinking in my mind like you know T, they just give time you know certain things you know things like this when it's concerning children's safety it might just take a little bit more time. But then when you told me the reason, I, I was just like, I was confused. 
you know, and, and and maybe sometimes when people are in a position of power, you know, maybe sometimes uh, they just got to say no to something <laughs> something like that. But I, I really can't figure out a, um, a real reason why they wouldn't let it go on. But I just suggest that, you know, you keep trying and keep your spirit high and just try to figure out something. Because um, like you guys said, man, I, I really hate when kids got to miss out. Because adults can't come to a um, to a common agreement, you know. I work with kids myself, and I see that all the time. Like the 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 kid has to suffer because the adults can't get together, and it's usually over personal reasons. Well, in this situation, kids aren't going to suffer because I'm going to do something, whether it's a bowling event, we go out to wherever and have, just have fun, or we just find another place to do a camp. Even if I have to go to my cross city rival in Dothan or go to Delville or somewhere else to have a, a a location where we can have fun and play football, learn all the tricks and safety tips and whatnot. And just, you know, the big thing is just to have fun, but we're, we're going to find something, but yeah, I just wanted to put that out there for today, today's introduction, uh, uh, first segment of what type of issues is that. So, um, but more to more recent news. So, I know, Jake, your bracket is, like, probably demolished with uh, the NCAA. Uh, Yeah, the the way Wisconsin went out and stuff. Great game, and I'm not one to really focus on the NCAA tournament because that's not, like, really uh, college basketball isn't my thing for real. But I've been paying attention to to these last couple games, so the way they've all gone come down to, like, the last second shot, so. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, as I said last week, I graduated from Wisconsin in May, and I, I was pretty excited. So th- we, we made the Sweet 16, and I live in New York City, and the game is at MSG. So, you know, the, the Mecca, world's most famous arena, I'm like, there's no way I can't go. You know, it's in my, it's in my city, it's in my hometown, so I, I buy, I buy tickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go with my friends from school and whatnot, and and I get there, and we're winning the entire first half. I'm feeling really good. I'm already trying to look at the tickets for you know the lead eight, getting ahead of myself a little bit. And next thing you know, they come back, and I mean, we 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 were down ten with like two minutes to go. Somehow come back, get that last Zach Showalter hits the last second buzzer beater to send us to overtime, and then uh, rest is history. <laughs> Talk about mm-hmm. That that's that's like getting kicked in the stomach and the mouth like ten times. That's like getting sacked by you. Right. Mm-hmm. So Blake, how's your bracket looking, or is it is it still intact, or is this it's just hanging on by loose threads? Wait, you talking about my bracket? Yeah, your bracket. Dude, my bracket was fried. <laughs> the first couple games. Uh huh. Like, like you, you know me. You know I love college basketball. I, like whenever the kids at my job ask me like how do you learn to play basketball i tell them before they watch the nba they should try to watch college basketball because it's you know it's it's more play calling it's more spread out it's more even around but something i've just noticed about the ncaa over probably like the last decade like march madness is not the same as it used to be tj what do you mean um, you kind of just catching up on college basketball, but like um, March Madness used to be a time for like the top guys to prove to NBA teams basically that they're worthy. You know, mm-hmm. we stepping up in big moments. Um, we stayed composed. We, we kept our head on our shoulder. Um, you know, things like that. It was a time to like flex your attributes, regardless of what school you was at. You know, because during the season, it's like the big schools get like like the um, the primetime game, so the tournament was like to put guys on display, but like, the guys that we see now in like this last decade, it, and it could even go back a little further, like, sometimes it, a kid might be a junior in high school, and you almost predicting what NBA team he's going to be on. 
know? <laughs> like, like seriously, like the teams, the teams are getting younger and younger. Uh, kids are leaving school faster and faster, so that's like making the the tournament different. Like, it's really it, it's it, it's not that many like um, top ten players left in the in, in the tournament right now. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Ten years ago, that would never be the case. You understand? Like, um, Lonzo Ball had seven points. I don't even think it was the Sweet 16 in his last game. And Lonzo Ball still got a chance of of going number one. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's just just different. I still love it, but it's it's just different. It's, it's, It's really been hard for me to make a bracket probably in the last five years because of, you know, just the, the randomness of the game. Mm-hmm. I, I know, Jake, you wanted to comment on that also. No, yeah, I was just, I, I agree with that 100%. If you think about it, like, how many seniors are really in the, making an impact in the tournament right now? You know, it's it's all the young freshmen want to die. And you think, not even the tournament, but around the country. Just seniors don't, it just doesn't exist like it once did when you had you know, the, the Fab Five, and you had back in the 90s, you know, all these guys that were really, you know, Penny Hardaway's, everybody was really gelling together. You don't see that in college basketball anymore. Mm-hmm. You see all these guys that are coming in that have a, you know, certain agenda, and when, I'm sure we'll get into the, you know, Ball family later, but you have, you know, LaMelo, who's like 11 years old, and he's already committed to UCLA. Which you know is I mean? crazy. The dude, the dude is 11 years old. Like he can't even go to the you know PG 13 movie yet. And he's, <laughs> and he's committed to UCLA. I don't even think I, I don't even think I was thinking about scholarships when I was like 11 years old, worrying about um, where I'm gonna go to school or what pro team is gonna pick me up. What is that? That's like that's like fifth grade. You know, I'm trying to get my lunch money. I don't. I'm not, I'm not, worried, about, I'm not worried about where I'm gonna be going to college. Like, that's, that's crazy, but it just shows the day and age. And they're all thinking about one and done. That's all it is. is yeah. And maximize my potential for one year and and go to the NBA. And that's why for guys like Frank Kaminsky, you know, that stayed all four years and really improved his game because you know he was a lottery pick and he would not have been a lottery pick had you know if he came out after his first three years. So I think that's respectable. Mm-hmm. You know, for guys that really want to improve, they should stay four years. And college is dope. Like why try to get rid of it so fast? You know. Like, I personally, I'd be one and done if I had skill like that to play basketball. And I got a chance to make $10 million in my first, what, three years? More money that I could see that I've, my parents have ever made. More money that anybody in my family has ever made. And I could have a chance to uh, better them. Of course, I'm about to be one and done after school. But a lot of these guys are drifting off by the wayside as well, though. Their games aren't developed, their body not developed, their minds aren't developed. They mm-hmm. spend um, a year on a college campus. You know, I feel like uh, even even a regular person that goes off to college, it takes you know it takes time for you to grow up and, and develop into whatever mm-hmm. it is that you're you're obtaining to be. And, and and like with the college game, well, or not the game per se, but the 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 players, um, I feel I feel that their 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 attributes are better, but their fundamentals lag so far behind because they're not in school long enough. Mm-hmm. I really feel like a lot of players that stayed in school a couple of years, like some of the greats that we do know, you know, um, Vince Carter, Rasheed, like guys like that, like they gain really developed at school body too. I just know if I got it, and I know I got it mentally upstairs and physically, I'm out, man. I ain't wasting my time. After, I ain't finna and, just. And like I was saying about the like the tournament, how it put like talent on display. Like, okay, I'm gonna use Kimball Walker for example. Okay, That's like the last big uh, tournament performance that made I feel like NBA um, teams like take a gamble on a player, and after him, I say Gordy Hayward, but. Um, Kimball Walker, like, he proved he could play against much bigger players. Right. He, proved he could score. He could prove, he proved he could hit, um, three, uh, NBA range three pointers. And he also proved that he was 
clutch. That's the big thing, being clutch. That's something that I absolutely love about the tournament when it's guys that we really don't know about and a talent is like put on display and they and they step up. I also like Cinderella stories too. That's kind of I, I kind of like um, Carolina right now. I, I really like teams that play like that with a, a group of older guys. But is Carolina really a Cinderella story when they make it like almost every year, every other year though? I'm not talking about North Carolina. Oh shoot. South Carolina, my bad. My bad. Pimps mess up. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, since we were talking about the NCAA and the players and whatnot, so who do you got going number one or at least your top three for, like, the NBA draft? Because I know I didn't pick them. I didn't pick uh, Ball. I picked, uh, what's his name, the guy from Washington, Markel Fultz. Markel. Yes, Flutes. And it was just like he's – could be he, he could be an excellent one or two guard, you feel me? So I, I gotta go with him. Or uh Fox from Kentucky who put what what was it, thirty nine up against uh ball and the boys. So Okay. It's gonna be interesting. Here's the thing with that. When you when no, you're, you're the GM of a team mm-hmm. and you're building a team, this is a personal question, TJ. What do you what do you what are you building for? Are you building for the long run or are you building for now? I'm building for the long run. I'm trying to basically like what the Sixers did until they traded everybody and stuff. So I'm trying to build for the long run. I'll take my lumps now, but I know eventually I'm gonna have that talent. I'm gonna develop players and you know have that uh, the stout force to compete for championships. This draft has probably been like one of the most talented ones that I've seen in, in like recent years. The number one pick is probably going to be the hardest thing for GM to decide right about now. The 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 whatever team gets number two this year, he got the easiest job. Right. He got the easiest job because anybody these teams end up with um, are going to get an impactful player. Uh, Markel Flutes, he's a he's a big guard. I believe it. Is like 6'5 yeah. 15 or something like that You know what I'm saying So he, he, he's pretty big And honestly if I was um, A GM drafting right now I would try to get um, Flutes Ball, Fox Somebody like this so That we could develop into uh, Like a, an elite point guard Being that we're in the age Of the elite point guard Right so, and, and see the thing I like about this group of guys, they they're a little bit bigger than that last group of Damian, like like height wise, like mm-hmm. you got Damian Lillard, Russell Westbrook, Stephen Curry, guys like that, Kyrie Irving. They're kind of within the six two to six three range, you know. They, mm-hmm. they're, they're some strong guys, but these younger guys, I know Flutes is. Six five, Lonzo Ball is six six, stretching to six seven. You know these guys are they they helping evolve the the game evolve even more, just like the last group of guys did that I just named. You know, um, and, and, and another thing that I like about these guys, they, they're not selfish either. That's what I like about this group. They're not selfish. Fox can get you forty nine, and he can get you ten assists. You know, they're they're um. um a lot of these guys got potential to be a cars, I feel. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So, Jay, do you prefer this draft class that's coming up or last year's draft class? Because I know there's a lot of talent in last year's, and I know there's like probably even more talent this year. So, Yeah, like you said, there, I think there's definitely more talent this year. And, I mean, I'm just looking at it. The, the messed up part about all this is that, you know, I think there's a really, really good chance that the Celtics are going to get the number one pick, you know, which is which is wild to me. Um, and if, so, if you look at the Celtics, right? All right. The best player are their small guards with you know Isaiah Bradley and Smart, but the top prospects in Markel and, and Lonzo are two point guards, and those are those two are obviously thought to be top notch above the next guys. So I think, in my opinion, they would go Markel number one because I think. 
I think in Boston they might shy away from Lonzo just because of the way that LeVar has been so local about um, vocal, excuse me, about wanting to play for the Lakers. But then again, Paul Pierce, you know, was a diehard Lakers fan growing up from Inglewood, California, as a kid. So I don't know how much that will play into effect, and it could be a discussion for another day whether you know the top team or you know one team, Danny Ainge, GM of the Celtics, might shy away from. Uh, you know, ball because of his, of his dad's antics and, and all that, who knows? But I, I really do think that just for the system that the Celtics do run, I think Markel would be an unbelievable fit with Isaiah Bradley and, and, and the rest of them. Yeah, shout out to the Celtics who are shaking up the East right now, making me kind of feel kind of nervous about my pick of the uh, Cavaliers going back to back. Well, shoot. Uh, speaking of the uh, the Cavaliers, what do you, Blake? What do you think about LeBron James sitting out in, or players uh, sitting out in general? I, I didn't hear that. Say it again. I said, since we're talking about the Cavaliers, what do you think about LeBron James and other players sitting out? You saying sitting out like resting those games? Yeah. Okay, I got two sides to that. I got my fan side, and I got my I used to play basketball side. My fan side, you know, I get these tickets. My son <laughs> is dying to see Lezo Dwayne Wade. Mm-hmm. Dying to see him. Been talking about it for two weeks straight, you know. And I'm promising my son to see Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade is on the ticket that I purchased, pulling his jersey, pointing to the number three. You know, uh, we get to the game, and uh, we see the starting lineup, and Dwayne's not in it. Tough. ESPN to see what's wrong with Dwayne. Injury report. Rest. (laughs) I'm upset. Right. Play. I was in Phoenix last night. Now I'm in New York. The time zone changed. Which is rough. Which is very rough. I'm 34 playing a child's game. You know, I'm 35 years old. two sides to that like um, I, I think we take wear and tear on athletes body for granted you know I only seen you for 48 minutes on TV you know I didn't see the the two hour practice I didn't see you do weight room I didn't see you run uh, run the track at night I didn't see you getting jumpers up because you couldn't sleep you know I didn't see any of that mm-hmm. I saw my 48 minutes that I paid for you know <laughs> You know, I don't think that that's one thing that I think that fans and players should do. I think they should stick together. I think fans and players should stick together. Mm-hmm. I think it should be done. I think the NBA should limit um, back-to-back games. You know, I think the NBA should. Um, I really think they should limit the back-to-back games. And I also think like if a team goes on a road trip. You know, I, I I I know sometimes like you're on a, when you're on a West Coast road trip, you know, you're pretty much on the West. But like, I wouldn't want to go to Dallas to go to State back to Houston. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I would rather like the NBA kind of you know zone the games out some. Right. Of course, because I know in the NFL you're not going to play back to back games. I know you'll play on a Thursday night, then end up having to play on a Monday night. But you know, you know how that goes. So, Jake, I got a question from Twitter. So, if a sophomore could leave and make millions on the innovation, would anybody, would anyone question them? Why are why are athletes just so different? You know. Read the question for me again, TJ. 
if a sophomore from any college could leave and make millions on an innovation or a business or whatnot, would anyone question them? You know, like, why would, why are you leaving school so early? And why are athletes just so different? Why are they questioned? Um, um, why are they judged so bad for leaving early on the, like their dream to make millions and provide for their family, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, I think that goes into, you know, a tricky situation, a tricky question about, you know, should athletes be paid, should not, and I think, you know, that's a different topic for a different day, but, you know, it's it's my personal belief that if you look at coaches, you know, NCAA coaches, they're allowed to leave for another paid job at free will, right? They can go from school to school at free will, yet if you look at guys that, you know, have to transfer, say, a software that has to transfer to another school, they have to sit out a year. Right. That, that doesn't add up to me. That doesn't, that doesn't make any sense to me. So that, that's going off a little bit of topic, but basically, to, to answer that question, I just think athletes, for whatever reason, you know, they're put on a, on a different platform, different standard, and that's something that, you know, I, I was talking about the other day on Twitter that, you know, somebody tweeted out, uh, some ESPN guy tweeted out that on that last second buzzer beater versus Wisconsin, um, that the shot is worth more than $3.5 million to SEC schools, which will be paid out by the NCAA over the next six years. I've seen so that. How, how, much, how much do the players get that? Zero. The, the dude that actually hit the damn shot, right? I mean, it just it makes no sense to me. So, I, you know what? All, all, I mean, I, I know of a, uh, a quarterback from Arizona State who just finished freshman year of college, and he just told me that he's, he's quitting football. Because he wants to go out and you know start doing things on his own, and wants to create an app or something like that, and doesn't feel like he wants to be bogged down by the NCAA, and he felt like there are too many rules and it was holding him back. You know what? Like all power to him. Whatever you know, it's to everybody. You know, his own, his own. Um, that's obviously his own thing, his own opinion, whatever. But I understand both sides of the spectrum. You know. Mhm. Yeah, it's 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 kind of. I don't know. I think I think it's because athletes generate a lot of money for the school, so of course you don't want them leaving, or you don't want your best players leaving to uh, fill out their dream or whatnot. But I think I think it's just kind of selfish on people who think it's uh, a bad idea to leave early, especially when they've done all they could, done everything, accomplished everything that they could, especially, like, for basketball players in their first year. And, all right, cool, I have... You know what I think it is? What's that? You know, I think people have this common, like, um, almost like, a, a, not a discrimination, but more so, like, a stereotype on athletes. Like, athletes are, like, dumb jocks or something like that. Like, if an athlete, like, you know how your mom used to tell you, like, um, you got to have a fallback plan. Right. You know, you got to, just in case it doesn't work out. So I think a lot of people think, like, if an athlete doesn't get a certain amount of school or graduate or, you know, they come out too young, they won't have anything to fall back on if anything goes wrong. But, no, sometimes athletes are, like, the smartest guys out here, like, you know, most of the ones that I grew up with had the, the best grades. Right. You know I mean? And I think people overlook that. Like, you see a, a, a big guy that works out and plays. Uh, he, he's in the football field a lot. You think he's not reading or studying or something like that, but that's not the case. I think a, I think a, a stereotype, a, a, excuse me, a, a stereotype created a stigma around athletes, and it kind of led to that um like the wondering of what if you know if, if you don't make it if you get hurt or something like that so I think that's what it is why that kind of bubbles around athletes like when they leave school so early mm-hmm. right, TJ did you did you play with uh, Greg McElroy on the Jets I, I didn't have the chance to I think that was the year before I got to the Jets okay mm-hmm. I was just thinking you know, as you were saying that like McElroy was a Rhodes Scholar, you know what I mean? Like, he got, like, a 50 on the Wonderlic, like, one 
the smartest player that you know ever played in the NFL. And I think you know for whatever reason, people in the media or the fans, whatever, they almost held that against him. You know what I mean? Because he was so he was smarter than everybody else. And you look at this, and it's not fair because he should be rewarded for that. And it's, to me, it's the same thing as Myron Roll. You know, the, the Rhodes, you know, same thing as McElroy, Rhodes Scholar from Florida State who wanted to be a heart surgeon or something. And this dude was an All-American at Florida State. Like, should have been in the NFL, should have played a while. And for whatever reason, I think the NFL blackballed him because he was too smart. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and, and I really do believe that, uh, you know, he, he was just in the news recently, like, He's, you know, in London right now at Oxford or something because the NFL, he wanted to play, but teams were too afraid that, you know, he might be so focused on, you know, you know saving lives that he wouldn't give his 100% to being a uh, an NFL player. And to me, that's absolutely ridiculous because that's something that should be commended and appreciated and not frowned upon. Um, you know, I don't know if that was the case with McElroy, um, but I, I have a very good feeling that was the case with Myron Rowe, and I think that's absolutely All right, guys, let's get into the topic of the day, given to us by Jen Fry at Jen Fry Talks via Twitter. Will the issue with Colin Kaepernick stop athletes of color from being open about social injustice? Yeah, will the issue with Colin Kaepernick stop athletes of color from being open about social injustice? You know, because since he took a knee and now it seems like he's being blackballed by the NFL. Man, I, I, number one, I hope not, obviously. Um, because I, I have absolutely the most respect for Kaepernick for, you know, you can disagree with, the you know, the way that he went about it, whether knee, not knee, whatever. But I don't think that you'll find anybody that doesn't respect the way that he stood up for what he believed in. And that's something that, you know, he, if, if you listen to um, Muhammad Ali's wife, uh, she said the same exact thing. She said, you know, after his passing, that Muhammad would have been so proud of Colin for everything that, you know, he stood up for. And so my, my, my answer to that question, honestly, is I really hope not. And I hope that NFL GMs, when they continue to day-by-day pass on him, you know, for other quarterbacks that aren't necessarily so deserving, it's, you know, I I hope that they're taking some of this into account, the way that it's looking, um, you know, to society, because he deserves to be in the NFL, and it's clear to me that they aren't blackballing him because of, you know, his ability to speak out, and that goes back to what we were just, ta- I was just talking about a minute ago with the Myron Roll, you know, being so smart thing. I just think the NFL is afraid of you to have a voice. And I think if you have a voice and if you, sh- you know, they want you to shut up and play their game. And I just think it's, it's not, uh, that really rubs me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. What do you think about uh, the question, Blake? Well, I hope they don't. But I think they will. I think depending on the sport and I think depending on that player's level of money that they already have and impact on the game that they already have. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, take a guy like LeBron James for an example. I think if LeBron James was to take a stand and do something like that, I don't think his career would really suffer from it. You know, if anything, it might increase his legacy but let's say a guy like uh isaiah thomas does that you know we, we might not never know who isaiah thomas is in 10 years you know what i mean i think it's all about the level of popularity that that player has and impact on society that, that player had before that they decided to take a stand you know i feel like colin kaepernick was um was kind of floating in the middle of that of that pool, which is to, even if you're in the middle, is not a good place to be. But I don't think Colin Kaepernick. I I, I love Colin Kaepernick as a football player, but I don't think he had um, like um, power like that. Like like being a household name is what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. I don't think he was um, a strong enough household name to do what he did. 
And when I say I don't think he was strong enough, I don't, and I don't mean that by saying his cause wasn't good enough. I just don't think the player of that popularity could do something like that and career won't suffer. Mm. Well, my opinion was I don't feel like it was keep athletes from standing up to social injustices. Because I believe he opened the door to for a lot of younger athletes like myself to take a stand. Like the door is open um, for him. Let me give you an example. Like, um, Mal, I, I don't want to butcher his name, but he was the player that made headlines for protesting the national anthem. Uh, Mahmoud Abdul Raouf. He played for the Denver Nuggets. Uh, I think. I, I don't want to. Yeah. Basically, he, going back to back with Jordan was, was I wouldn't say he was a household name, but he did really well for himself. And then, uh, let's see, we have, or uh, example for that's in most recent history, the Missouri football team. When in 2015, members of the Missouri campus engaged in a hunger strike targeted towards President Tim Wolf to step down after years of promoting. Uh, promoting racist environment, and even the football team stepped in and halted all team activities to until he had until he had stepped down. And this is going what I'm saying. Like I just believe it's just been, been Colin Ka- Colin Kaepernick has just um, this opened a lot of doors. So, like I said, young athletes like myself to come out and just do something about some of the things that are going on in the world. Whether it's taking a knee, going to the community and being active, giving back, you know, uh, me and my wife were talking about, well, she uh, gave me the idea of trying to start a scholarship for those who back in her hometown, hometown who were wanting to go to HBCU, just, just figuring out different ways to give back and just to help out and just to uproot our community and just bring so much positivity instead of the negativity that you see that's being displayed, whether it's on social media, on the news networks or whatever. And this is, what I'm trying to do on here, just give it a positive outlet to everyone who comes on black, white, doesn't matter, you know, just, just trying to bring a lot of positivity and a voice for those who want to stand out and talk about social injustices and things that go on in the world. So, and I just, I hope the NFL doesn't black. Um, I hope I hope he does get on the team, and so he's able to showcase his talents and showcase that he still can play and play on an elite level. Versus him just being thrown out like yesterday's trash, you know. And, and let's remember too that this is a guy that his teammates at the end of the season voted him team MVP. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. It's not like he's a cancer in the locker room or you know whatever, whatever. Like. This is a guy that clearly just loved by his teammates. He's a good dude and just did something for, you know, that's sort of for believed And, and like, I, like I, I made the, you know, connection earlier to Muhammad Ali. If Muhammad Ali, you know, did everything now that he did back when he did it with no social media, no Twitter, whatever, he would get crucified. You know what I mean? But, and I'm sure he did get crucified at the time he got jailed at, at the time and all that. But the, the point is, is that... Kaepernick did something against the green. He did something that was against the norm. And now, I mean, whatever whatever way you want to look at it, the truth, the truth of the matter is he's getting hurt for it right now because he should be on a team and he's not on a team. And it's very, very sad. And when you, when you look about it, when you look around, money talks. So the truth is there are definitely going to be players in the future that are going to want to speak out that might not necessarily want to do it anymore because they saw the reaction that Kaepernick had and he's not getting money because of it. And there, there'll be some guys that say, screw it, I still want to have my, you know, give my two cents and, and make a change and all power to them. And there's some guys that want to get money and, and feature family and all power to them. So I think it's, you know, it's 50-50 probably. Who knows? It's, you know, it's each their individual opinion. But... You know, it, it, look, if on, the, if on the first week of free agency Kaepernick signed, we wouldn't have the story. You know right. I mean? Like, we, we wouldn't have even, even talked about this. But the truth is, and, and it's not for his play, and that's what's so frustrating. 
and that's what everybody's up in arms about. You know, the Jets just signed uh, Josh McCown, who's a 37-year-old quarterback that, you know, is not a consistent winner. And Colin Kaepernick is clearly would be a better option. He, he knows the Jets' offense very, very well from their new offensive coordinator. But Woody Johnson, uh, the Jets' owner, openly spoke out that he was against Kaepernick kneeling, and he didn't want to sign him. You know, due to that, and it's just it's it's very upsetting to see, and I think it will have a negative effect on players moving forward. Unfortunately, man, you know they were about to sign him in New York and whatever thing that goes on up there. I don't know, dude. I think I think uh, he, the New York media would crucify. Him. That's what I'm so, saying. Of course. As I was saying that, I was like, you know what? They would have a deal day with that dude. But crush him. But I, I, I still believe it just opens up doors for a lot of younger athletes and older athletes also because you had Muhammad Ali who wasn't fighting the war and was stripped of all his titles. I think he stayed, was put in jail for, like, was it, like, three years? Yeah. Yeah, three years or whatnot. And for him to do that and you still have athletes to stand up for what's right or make a statement or Colin Kaepernick take a knee or have all the examples that I displayed – Go on, like I, I still believe it opens up doors. It might hinder a little bit for those who who are more focused on money or whatnot, which isn't a bad thing because you want to do all do what's best for you. But for those who really feel like they can make an impact or do whatever, I believe it just opens more doors open open for guys like me or whatnot. So um, I, I know I want to ask you guys this: What do you think about Joe Thomas, the left tackle from? The Cleveland Browns tweeting out that he will be the reason why he's not being picked up because he's a distraction. Uh, they wouldn't tolerate him being a distraction as a second uh, string quarterback. Well, um, were you there? Were you the Jets when Tebow was, was was there? Nah, that was before my time again. All right, before my time again. So I, I, uh, I was there that summer, um, and I visited. Uh, I was at training camp and. Listen, man, that 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 was crazy. Like mm-hmm. that that Tebow mania. I mean, you had Entertainment Tonight, and you had you know TMZ, and you had all this stuff in Tebow's locker. And I spoke to some guys on the team, and they did say that it was a little bit of a distraction. You know what I'm saying? Like you had it was literally a field day. Like they had a you know when Tebow went to the Jets, he had the yeah a press conference as a quarterback never. I don't think he, he definitely was dark and gave and maybe played 10 snaps all season. So, totally different situation, but it definitely did create some type of distraction. But uh, again, you know, I I don't think that that's also the door. You know, I think so. It could be different. I don't know if like that don't anyone else where I'm just speaking from experience. But like I just, the guy, his teammate voted him best. Like I know you're really passionate passionate about what was what's all being said about him about not being able to come in and uh, uh, because of the distraction. So I, I just want really your thoughts about what what Joe Thomas had tweeted. Bro, I'm gonna keep it real short, simple, straight to <laughs> the best way. You won five games. In five years, <laughs> and in this span, your two best players have been in rehab more times 
combined that I have fingers. <laughs> the only thing Colin Kaepernick can distract the Browns from is losing. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> like, what, are you, what are you talking about? Like, and when I say this about Josh Gordon and Johnny Manziel, I'm not judging them as human beings because things happen, people mess up, you know. But and you know what? I'm not even going to say what those guys are into. Everybody knows. If that wasn't a distraction, I don't know what can't be. You understand what I'm saying? Like, those are some of the biggest distractions that the NFL has seen in the past few years. And the thing is, it's in a negative way. What he is doing is spin light to what's going on, you know. That's all the time that we have for today. I'd like to thank my co-hosts, Blake and Jake. And I just want to thank you all for just tuning in and being a part of this experience. Be sure to check out our live show every Tuesday, 7.30 via Periscope. And also make sure to follow us at Time Out with TJ via Twitter. Check out the website, timeoutwithtj.com for updates t-shirt giveaways, and much more. Also, we would appreciate it if you left comments, whether it's Twitter, on iTunes, or on the website, just to let us know how we did, what can we improve on, and what you'd like to see. Until next time, much love and happiness. Peace. We back up in this thing again. I win, I lose, I only walk this earth to win. Nah, 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 they never let you in. Came out the woman to sin. Cause in the hands of a loser, let the game begin. G Papa set me 95, he reached the cigarettes again and told me if you're gonna do it, it can never be done again. I'm picking up your head and face the wind. Live your life, it don't life, it's just what you make it. Your moment is momentary. If they don't give it, you take it and bosh you when you must break it. They'll bosh you when you get vacant accomplishments. You acknowledge, acquire knowledge and break. The bottom just means you gotta begin. Life dropped me and I just gotta forget. Won't stop me, see I don't stop to it end Even when it is, I just find a new door to walk in Let's Wow, sharpen yourself, knowledge yourself, knowledge is wealth Garner some wealth, then honor yourself, polish yourself, astonish yourself Look in the mirror, acknowledge yourself, cause you got it yourself When you don't know, silence yourself, you wanna know, find out yourself Take pride in yourself, always remember, humble yourself Cause haters are normally people who ain't strong as yourself The winners are not the people who just come up they self Winners are normally people who just want up they self Winners are typically people who who just run up through hell, walk out alive, cool off they self, move up a step, do it again, pick up their head, throw two in the wind, stick to the plan, and do it again, finish the plan, the new one begins, look in the head, let's do it again.